It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Hey, Deb, welcome back to the CORE Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us today to talk about Element 10, Investigation and Reporting. No problem. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, we're going to start off uh, question 10.1. Does the organization have a documented policy and procedure for the investigating and reporting of incidents that meets the legislated requirements? So this audit question has a documentation validation component to it. And so what we're looking for here is the distinct policy and a distinct procedure for incident investigation and reporting. And so what we're looking for within the content of this documentation is the requirements of legislation. So the Occupational Health and Safety Act, um, critical injury and any other applicable regulations to be defined. Okay, so just to start off, I'm just going to reiterate what you said and that there needs to be submitted a specific policy and a specific procedure. That's correct. Okay, and then make sure that um, that they're covering both investigating and reporting criteria. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and with this question, would there be any typical problems that you might see within the policies and the procedures that are submitted? What we often see here is missing reporting requirements. So as far as the legislation is concerned and specified, we mm -hmm. should be able to see the requirements of the Act and the regulations fully defined. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do find incorrect reporting timelines within mm -hmm. the content um, of the procedure. And a common one that I've seen lately is um, critical injury not being defined to the current definition of critical injury. So I would just ask, as you're pulling the information together or developing your policy and procedure, please ensure that you are referring to the most current legislation within okay. the contents of your document. Okay, thank you. Uh, 10.2, do records show that the incident investigation and reporting procedure is being followed? What we're looking for here, um, so this does have an interview and a documentation component. So for the interview, to make sure that we have the correct number of workers in management interviewed and any notes relating to the interview are reflective of the audit question. As far as the documentation is concerned, what we're looking to see is three samples within the audit timeline showing incident investigation that is in compliance with the organization's procedure as far as reporting and how the investigation is going to be carried out. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, 10.3, has the organization established a standardized incident investigation form that is readily available? So what we should see for audit question 10.3 is three samples of completed reports as identified in audit question 10.2, which mm -hmm. do show a consistent form being utilized for the reporting mm -hmm. and investigation process. Right, okay. Um, and uh, all samples obviously are within, you know, the 12 month uh, guideline. Um, and you said same form because sometimes we'll see, you know, incident investigations that are submitted from, you know, two years previous and it might've been like a, an old form or something like that. But the question is specifically about the standardized form. That's correct within the audit timeline. And, and if there aren't three samples available, we would just ask that you please note that in your internal auditor notes, yeah. just so we can understand why um, there's not the three sample criteria provided. Yeah. 
and as with everything, there's no need to worry if you don't have enough incidents going on. Lack of incidents is not a bad thing. No, that's um, true. That's true. Definitely just let we us just, know. That's it. If we can just put a note in the audit tool, the internal auditor notes, mm -hmm. um, as to why there's not three samples, then that would be fine. Yeah, perfect. Okay, 10.4, are workers aware of reporting procedures? So this audit question has an interview validation method and my advice would be the same as it was in audit question 10.2. Just keep in mind the ratios, correct ratios, and auditor notes are reflective of the question. Okay. Uh, 10.5, have supervisors been trained in incident investigations and reporting procedures? This audit question requires both the documentation and an interview validation. Okay. So for interview, again, same, same advice as was previously offered. As far as the documentation is concerned, we are looking for three samples for supervisors to demonstrate that they, in fact, have been trained in incident investigation and reporting. Okay. Um, 10.6, are appropriate personnel involved in investigations? What we're looking for here for validation is three samples of incident investigation reports referenced in the previous audit questions, showing that the individuals identified within the organization's procedure are engaged as appropriate in the investigation. Um, same as before, samples should be within the audit timeline, and if there are less than three samples provided, then we would just ask that you please clarify as to why there's less than three samples within your auditor note. Right. And so as an example, if your company's procedure says that, you know, the site uh, supervisor is going to be responsible for investigating the incident, uh, then we would want to see on the documentation that it is, in fact, a site supervisor who is investigating the incident. Um, or if it says that your health and safety manager is going to come out and do a investigation, then it is, in fact, the health and safety manager who has conducted the investigation. That's correct. Okay. Uh, 10.7, are opportunities for corrective and preventative actions being identified and addressed? This audit question does have a multiple component for validation, so it is documentation and interview. Um, with the interview, again, same advice as was previously given within, within this element. However, as it relates to the documentation, we are still looking for three samples of incident investigations showing both corrective and preventative actions being identified. So we are looking for both criteria to be defined and included in the evidence provided um, mm -hmm. for validation. Okay, yeah, often I'll see um, some samples submitted, you know, get the three samples of the investigations, but uh, on the uh, documentation that there's only corrective actions have been identified um, and that there's no mention of preventative actions at all. So um, here, of course, we'd be seeing that the score is going to be impacted. That's correct. We are looking to validate both corrective actions and preventative actions. And so I would ask um, just to keep in mind that the corrective actions are the immediate fixes that will be implemented, whereas mm -hmm. the preventative actions are more so the systemic things that will will be addressed so things like training so we are looking for both to be completed and identified on the documentation provided this question does have um, a possibility for a partial score so that's something that could be taken into consideration depending on the evidence provided but again mm -hmm. we are looking for both to be clearly defined okay thank you now we'll move on to 10.8 10.8 are corrective and preventative actions 
implemented in a timely manner. So what we're looking for here is again, three samples of incident investigations. Um, and what we're trying to verify here is the corrective actions and the preventative actions which have been identified in the previous samples, have they been implemented and completed? Um, this question does also have an interview um, criteria. And so the advice for the interview would be the same as was previously stated in this in this section. Okay, and I think one thing I just wanted to point out here is that sometimes companies will have um, difficulty satisfying this question because on their actual documentation, um, on their you know incident investigation forms and stuff, that they don't actually have a place um, on there for showing that the corrective actions and preventive actions have been completed. Um, so I always suggest uh, with people that I'm working with, internal auditors, um, that they, you just simply you know, amend your form so that you can add a specific spot uh, where it clearly shows that an action has been completed. And similarly for question uh, 10.7, um, sometimes I notice that the investigation forms don't have a place for preventative actions to be addressed. Uh, so just make sure that your documentation um, is set up in a way that you can show these things easily. That's correct. Okay, so 10.9, are corrective and preventative actions communicated to workers? This question is an interview validation, and so I would just say the criteria that we're looking for here is the same as the other interview questions presented throughout the element as it relates to ratio and auditor notes. Okay, and the last question for this element is 10.10, .10. is the organization measuring the effectiveness of the corrective and preventative actions? What we're looking for here, so this is a documentation validation question. And so what we're looking for here is evidence that the corrective and preventative actions, which were determined based on the incidents that have occurred, um, does the organization have a way to measure that they've been implemented and are working um, so that there's no further um, repeat of the incident as an example right. occurring? Um, so what we want to see is ensure the information is consistent um, with the investigations provided mm -hmm. and provide some evidence to show that, um, you know, we have gone back, we have done some monitoring, and what is the result of that monitoring? Have there been any additional of the same type of incidents that have occurred or, or has there been a stop to the recurrence of the incident? Right, because if you put something in place and then you still have a continuation on of the incidents, um, then maybe your control isn't effective, right? So that's what we want to see here. <laughs> that's correct, yeah. All right, well, thank you for joining me for this um, discussion on uh, element 10. Um, did you have any final thoughts on investigation and reporting? Just as reminders, I would say, um, again, please just make sure that you're referencing the most current legislation within your procedure and your documentation. Um, ensure that there's evidence of, of your procedure being followed. And I, I think one of the, the biggest things to draw attention to would be through question 10.7 and 10.8. Mm -hmm. And please make sure that both corrective and preventative actions are consistently identified on the documentation provided. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me today. And um, we'll talk again soon. Great, thank you. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.